Welcome to Doing Time with Joe. I'm your host, Joe Baker. And today I'm going to talk about the process that you have to go through when you get married to somebody that's incarcerated, right? I don't think people out there are aware of the freedoms that you lose when you come to prison when it comes to something like marriage. Uh, so that's why I wanted to talk about this so you'll get another example of why you don't want to come this way, why you don't want to be involved in this lifestyle. I know when you're young, you're not thinking about this, but this is just something that I wanted to put out there, right? So anyway, this is what happens to you when you uh, want to get married to somebody in prison. This is what you have to go through. Um, first, let's say you meet somebody. We're going to talk about from a male institution and you, uh, you meet and fall in love with somebody in the free world and you decide to get married. So you meet this person, you're talking to them or whatever, and you and her, they, you decide that you want to get married. So the first step that you have to take to get married is that you have to seek permission from the chaplain, right, at that institution. So the woman that you have decided that you want to uh, commit your life to, she has to call and get in touch with the chaplain and say, look, I want to marry a uh, convicted citizen such and such and tell me what I need to do. So at that point, the chaplain would tell her that uh, she needs to go through a counseling session. He'll make sure that she is aware of what that person is in prison for. I mean details. They tell them everything because a lot of times guys in prison won't tell the uh, woman that they want to marry the truth about why they're in prison, why they are in prison, right? And so that's something that the chaplain would do to make sure that the woman is fully aware of the person and, and why they're in prison and who they are about to commit the, the rest of their life to, right? So they disclose everything about you. Everything about you they disclose to, and which I think that's fair. Uh, but it's, it's weird to me because it's more uh, detailed than probably relationships on the streets. I don't think you get as much information about somebody that you meet on the streets when you want, want to marry them, you know what I'm saying? Uh, people hold stuff back. You have control over the, the information that the other person is going to get about you. So you can kind of uh, uh, guide that relationship in a way that you really can't control in prison, which I think it's a good thing because you know, you get a lot of people that try to deceive and whatnot, so you, it, all of that is off the table. So after they go through that, the next thing that they have to do is get permission from the warden. And once they get permission from the warden, then they can start the counseling sessions. I think most of the time, when I was chaplain's aide at uh, another prison, uh, you had to go through at least two counseling sessions, uh, one individually and one with the individual that's locked up. You have to come to the prison, and the chaplain in the prison will talk to you about you know, marriage and seeing if you really fully understand do you, do you understand what it's like going to be like to be married to somebody in prison he's going to talk to you or she is going to talk to you about everything and every scenario that they can think of that applies to this type of union and it's very stressful it's very stressful because a lot of people uh, really don't take into account you know when you fall in love whether it's somebody in prison or not when you fall in love you're not thinking about the details of the union that you're about to uh, enter into. So by coming and talking to the chaplain, you learn about these things and, and you have to make a decision at that point. Now, after the, the decision has been made and the counseling sessions have been done, now it's time to set a date. 
So you set a date, you make sure with the security people at the prison, the chaplain will do all of that to make sure it's, it's secure and everybody that you're gonna invite, I think you get to invite up to four people that they are clear to come into the institution to be guests at your wedding. I think the, uh, when I was, like I said, when I was the chaplain's aide, the, the convicted citizen, the person in prison rather, he uh, would be allowed to invite up to, I think, four people. So then the, the, the woman, she would be allowed to invite up to four people. I think that's right. So you'd have eight, no more than 10 people that would be at the wedding, the actual wedding, the ceremony. And once you get there, well, let me back up. Now, some people decide that they want to bring their own pastor in from the streets. So that pastor has to be cleared by security and the warden to come into the institution to perform that ceremony. He has to be licensed. Uh, and again, like I say, he has to meet all the security requirements that uh, the system requires before he or she is allowed into the institution to perform the ceremony. After that is done, then the pastor, if he's approved, he comes in and the date is set and now the wedding, the ceremony is about to take place. And it's basically just like any other ceremony the pastor or the chaplain, he you know recites all of the things that he has to recite. They exchange vows, they kiss. Now here's the kicker. In prison, particularly in Tennessee, uh, we're not allowed conjugal visits. So the wedding, the, the ceremony, the marriage rather, uh, is not consummated. So, you know, and even uh, after the ceremony is done, I think you get up to, sometimes you might get an hour to spend time in the chapel under the supervision of security and everybody. There's no alone time, if you understand what I'm saying. There's no alone time for you when you get married to somebody in prison. Now, some places I've heard, you know, they let you sneak off here or there, whatever, not really sneaking off, but you know what I'm saying, so that you can go do what you do, consummate the marriage real quick like, and then that's it. Some prisons where they have conjugal visits, they allow that to happen, you know, but not here in Tennessee. So that's what happens when you want to get married. The reason, one of the reasons that I wanted to bring this up, because a lot of people don't know about this, the other reason I wanted to bring this up and talk about it is because it reminds me of the, uh, back in the day when, you know, my uncle, we always talk about slavery and the institution and the, the power that the slave master had over the slaves. Uh, he decided, you know what I'm saying, who got married to whom, and so on and so forth. And it's kind of like that today, uh, you know, when it comes to uh, you asking to get married and the warden having to approve it. Because if the warden doesn't approve it, it's not going to happen. The warden says that the individual can't come into the institution. It's not going to happen. Now, they do have something, some steps you can take. You can appeal to the governor and stuff like that if, if it's not a legitimate reason uh, other than you know, a security reason, whatever. You know, it can't be a personal reason that the warden is not allowing the individual to come in. And they usually don't do that anyway. It's pretty, most of the times it's approved, but there have been a few occasions that I'm aware of where it wasn't approved, and there's really nothing that you can do. You cannot get married. If it's some security reason, a legal reason that the person can't come into the institution, you're just not gonna get married. And that control over something as sacred and as, and as, and as loving as you know, somebody wanting to pledge their life to the, an individual, especially under these circumstances, it's really not up to you. And it reminds me of slavery. It reminds me of slavery in the sense that, you know, what I know about it, the history I, that I know about it. And it's very, very troubling to me that, you know, a person would 
subject themselves to that. But I get it, you know, people fall in love when they fall in love and with whom they fall in love with. So I understand all of that, right? But that's just another example I wanted to put out there as to why, you know, you know, I know a lot of people are not thinking, well, I'm not going to commit this bank robbery <laughs> or I'm not going to sell these drugs because if I do happen, happen to go to prison and want to meet somebody and want to get mad, I'm not going to be able to do it. No, I know most people are not thinking about that. But what I would say to those individuals that are out there that uh, are talking or in a relationship with somebody in prison, if that's something that you are thinking about, it would behoove you to encourage the loved one, the person that you have fallen in love with that is incarcerated, to abandon that life of crime. Because at the end of the day, the restrictions that are imposed on an individual and the people that they love because of their lifestyle, it's, it's way more than we want to give consideration to because, you know, we just don't think about that uh, when it comes to, you know, things like this anyway, marriage, when it comes to am I going to commit this crime or not or am I going to continue to be a part of this type of lifestyle, this ideology. Just something I wanted to drop on you, something that you should think about, you know what I mean? Um, maybe it doesn't really meet that high standard of, you know, I'm, I'm not going to commit this crime because it's going to hurt somebody or this, this, and that. No, this is one of those examples of the freedoms that you lose subtly that nobody's talking about when you come to prison. This is one of those things that you lose, the right to choose who you want to get married to, when you want to get married, and how you want to get married, and even consummate that marriage. Okay? Just wanted to drop that on y'all, right? This has been another episode of Doing Time with Joe. I'm your host, Joe Baker, the crime critic. Peace, y'all.